ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Wednesday, December 14th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're going to open up our text line this hour, 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. We've got a lot to get into today. Of course, we have the athletic update to the Board of Governors. We're going to get into that. There's going to be a couple of changes for Marshall Athletics. It's going to be a, a new scoreboard. That's always exciting. Uh, there's going to be alcohol sales as well, so that's important. We'll discuss that later. We've got Marshall basketball last night to talk to you about. We're going to hear a little bit more from the football team as the herd getting set to head down to the Myrtle Beach Bowl. So we'll hear from Devin Miller, Owen Porter, and Eli Neal on going to the game and We'll get your text in 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That the number to text to be a part of the program today. Uh, we got to start with Marshall Women's Basketball. The Thundering Herd going down for an 11 a.m. game. It was a game full of those screaming kids. You know the kind of game I'm talking about, right? It's like an education day. You get to, It's a field trip for a lot of the schools, a lot of the kids, so you know how it goes. These kids come in, and they're just screaming. They're hollering. Anything that happens is exciting. They're going to yell. And, and it's, a, it's a great atmosphere, actually. You know, I sat through one of those a couple of years ago, and I'm telling you, the kids get it. They do it better than the adults. They're having a great time, and there's energy in the building. I think you should always – Bring kids in. Just, I don't know, can you have school day games? Let's just play games at 11 a.m., bring the school kids in, let them scream. It's so much fun. Uh, it wasn't fun for the herd, though. The Thundering Herd losing to South Florida 77-68. Watching the game, I thought it was a great effort by the Thundering Herd and Tony Kemper's squad. And he talked about playing a good squad after the loss. We, we played a good basketball team today. You know, if if you followed along and watched on television, physical, um, it was the energy in the building was was. I thought our team handled it really well, but it was a fun environment to play. It was loud in here all day, um, and actually, they had a group of kids that knew who to cheer for. Usually, sometimes it doesn't happen, uh, but the environment against the team is is used to winning and playing well at home. Um, I am. I think we grew. I think we're a better basketball team now than we were when we came in here. As long as we, you know, take the lessons and hold on to them and then put them to work in our next game against, you know, St. Bonaventure and then on down the road. But I thought it was very important to play um, tough, and I think we did that um, on the road in our last road game before we opened the conference open conference play at South Alabama. So um, there's there's lessons in there for, for us to learn, and hopefully we did. Um, but I mean, that's a good basketball team and fun to, fun to play against. I mean, we got the ball where we wanted. They had really good quality players at those spots and, and made it difficult on us to, to play well. That's Tony Kemper after the loss and Thundering Herd back in action coming up this weekend. And – it's going to be the first time the ladies are on the brand new court. We'll talk a little bit more about the new court and some happenings that took place today 
Board of Governors meeting, sports update. There, there's some new things that are going to be happening at Marshall, not just for basketball, but for football as well. And to tell us more about it when we come back from break will be Deborah Belton, the Executive Associate Athletic Director for Championship Planning and Resources. And we'll talk to her. We'll go ahead and take a break early. We'll talk to her when we continue on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We continue on with the Wednesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I want to welcome to the program now. I've been trying to book her forever, and I finally got her. She's busier than the athletic director because, according to Ryan Crisp, who comes on the show occasionally, that she's the one really in charge. And that is Deborah Belton. She is the executive associate athletic director for championship planning and resources, and she's with us now on the program. I'm excited to do this. We've been trying to do this several times. Uh, last time, I think it was uh, when we were downtown Huntington for the, the Hoops event, so we missed out there. Uh, glad you're into the studio today. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Paul. So for those that don't know what a director of championship planning and resources does, um, what's – What's your interpretation of the title? Yeah, well, it's the most fantastic title. It's the longest title in the department. Um, you know, when, when Christian and I were talking about this uh, opportunity, you know, I've known Christian for 12 years. Uh, we worked together at Northern Illinois University, and um, when he left there to go to Eastern Michigan and then on to Pitt, you know, we had made this agreement way back when that whoever got the athletic director job first would come and work for that person. And um, and and so, obviously, Christian beat me across the finish line. Um, and so, you know, we've been talking about this this opportunity for quite some time, um, and uh, he gave, he put up this title together. I'm like, wow, that's, that's an impressive title there Christian um, so you know it, it's it's pretty much all the things um, you know I'm going to direct uh, a lot of the resource allocation revenue generation I have the really great opportunity to help our external team um, lately you know we elevated uh, Ryan Crisp and we brought on Grant Trailer and um, they've just done a fantastic job so I'm able to lead them as well so um, and really just focusing our efforts strategically on elevating all of our programs to championship programs uh, you know that's that's what we're going to strive to get to. Uh, it's not, you know, it's it, it is football, of course. It is a basketball, of course, but it's it's all the way across all sports. So I'm excited to try to influence where I can, um, and uh, really raise the level of the, of the bar that's already set here at Marshall. Did I did I hear Christian say that? Just publicly, that he the reason why he says it because he wants it to happen. That Marshall will be the first team from the Sun Belt into the expanded playoff. I heard that correctly today, right? You heard it. Okay. You heard it, and he says it a lot. You know, when we were at NIU, you know, I, I got there, and uh, part of his pitch to me when I got there, he was not the athletic director at the time. Um, he said, we will be the first um, team from the MAC in, an F- in a uh, BCS bowl game, and, and we were, and we went to the Orange Bowl. Um, and so I, it's, it's very odd. I mean, he speaks it out loud. He says it all the time, and then he says he speaks it into you know, existence. We're going to have to all start believing it. So he says it, and then you've got to figure it out, right? That's right. Is that the That's goal? That's right, all the pathway. Yeah, get it done, turn all the wrenches, and make sure that everything's in alignment to make it happen. And there's a lot of pieces to it, right? And, and everything matters. You know, Christian has a saying, and, um, you know, 
it's 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 contagious but everything matters you know it, you'd be surprised at uh, at why a certain kind of um, water fountain matters and that's what's going to get us to the CFP but it's those little things it's everything matters and and everybody's got to be you know rowing in the same direction so a lot of things happen today of course speaking to the uh, board of governors uh, I think that probably the biggest project that's on everyone's mind is the scoreboards. That's a mandate from the Sun Belt for a lot of the other sports. And, of course, so if you're going to buy one, might as well buy in bulk and, and get as many as you can. Yeah, this is a tremendous opportunity to really um, add a lot of engagement to our um, current facilities. You know, one of the things that really attracted me to, the, to this job was really how um, – how much our fans show up, you know, kind of win, lose, or draw, hopefully winning more than they're not. But um, really just the support of the fan base is just amazing. And I think we owe it to them to create an atmosphere and experience that's second to none. Um, obviously, it's a recruitment issue, too, to have these really exciting things. Um, you can do so much so much more on a new technology that, that's just going to be tremendous for, for everybody's experience um, at, our, at our events. So the Board of Governors did approve us to move forward um, with a project that will encompass uh, football video boards, um, uh, video boards at uh, men's and women's soccer, um, also at our new baseball park, and then also at softball. So it's a pretty big project, all privately funded, um, which we're super excited about. It's been an amazing um, effort from our Big Green staff and Christian um, and to get that gift uh, online so we can make this project a reality. The question that has been asked, and I think it was answered today, but just for clarification, how are we paying for this is always what I've been asked about these uh, video boards. and. Yep. You know, with um, you know, with the goal of trying to make the athletic department, uh, you know, self-sufficient as much as possible, you know, where are the resources coming from, and how are you making that work? Yeah, you know, we we uh, secured a private gift um, over a ten-year span to total the amount that we projected as the you know up to cost for the boards, um, and. Um, we're very happy that it's been um, pushed along through the Big Green resources, and um, I, I believe we're going to make a large announcement here soon. But yeah, privately funded, um, and so you know that's that's the way we're going to uh, get things really accomplished here. I always say, you know, that's how you control your destiny as as you do it, you do it your own on your own. So super generous uh, community, wonderful fan base, and I'm excited to show them what we've got to offer. Now the video board's not just going to be a video board in the end zone. There's going to be a, a project that goes along with it because speaking with Christian he wanted to make that a completely different area uh, me personally I've hated those uh, erector set type seats back there for years and yep. so those are going to come down and that's going to be transformed into a different area yeah and that's a separate uh, approval process we'll have to go through in schematics but that certainly is the long play for this um, for this area um, lots of different opportunities to kind of make those that more of a, um, a concourse area for our fans you know, there's idea of restaurants, 365 stuff. So, I mean, just really creative, out-of-the-box thinking of how do we make this a great place to hang out, a great place for our fans. You know, it's unfortunately, you know, a football stadium, it, a lot a lot of investment for seven events a year. So how do we expand that? How do we get more people, traffic, whether it's our stadium store, whether it's a 365, you know, restaurant? You know, how do we keep uh, people coming into our facilities more than seven times a year? It's a big investment for seven days. Um, so super important that we try to really ex extend that. And then, obviously, during game, it makes a lot of sense to have our fans have a different experience uh, walking around. You know, the, the concourses are a little dated, a little older on each side. And so trying to just modernize a little bit of it without having to modernize the entire space. 
is it fair to say the long-term plan is to go in and modernize as much as you possibly can, including those concourses? Yeah, I mean, it would be fair to say that, right? Um, the funding obviously has to come, uh, and we will find people that want to really invest into that project. We'll be announcing soon another uh, a, a different capital campaign. So pretty excited about really the trajectory of what we're doing right now. And, you know, uh, Christian's a fast but fast person. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a slow but fast. So so we're, we're definitely a great pair. Joining us on the program to talk about a lot of improvements and projects happening at Marshall is Deborah Bouton. She's the executive athletic director for championship planning and resources and the scoreboards i'm sure have been the big topic and that includes as you mentioned you know the other facilities soccer is going to get a new video board and of course those renderings aren't the final rendering so we'll see you know know, a final project soon and i'm sure they're all going to be beautiful and be incorporated you know quite nicely into the existing facilities um and this is something that's uh, desperately needed, obviously, for all those sports. Because you know, my understanding, just by being around Christian, is he wants everything he possibly can for every sport. Uh, you know, if you yep. if you are a coach or a student athlete at Marshall University, you have to have as good of experience as possible. Yeah, I mean, again, that's the everything matters thing. Um, it it really is comprehensive. And, and just because we um, do one project first, that doesn't mean that we don't have other projects in line. And, and you know, part of that is just communicating, making sure that everybody feels included in the plan. And that's something we've, we work on every day to ensure that, you know, that we have a plan, that we have it all lined out, that this locker room's next, this locker room's next, this stadium's next, et cetera. So um, it's, it's a comprehensive effort, and we're going to try to get it done as much as we can. Let's talk basketball because uh, that's where we're going to see a lot of changes coming up this weekend. We've got games on Saturday and Sunday. Thundering Herd coming back home to take on Toledo, and then the women will be back in action on Sunday. Uh, the floor, we've been waiting for this, and it's finally here. And you know, I'm, are they they're putting the finishing touches on now, or is it completely done, ready to go? Um, yes, yesterday I went in there. It's completely down. I know we were doing some cutting and molding and putting things back. Um, you know, the floors aren't always exactly the same size, so the configuration we had before may not be exactly as far as you know the little runners and such. So I know our facilities team is doing a fantastic job making sure that that is perfect and safe and uh, as what people expect. But it is it is sharp. It looks great. It really does. So opportunity for herd fans to see that Saturday and Sunday, and there's some other improvements, other changes to the facility. Of course, the the area that was known as herd heaven, the bleachers section, uh, that is finally going to be uh, transformed a little bit. There's going to be some new signage up there, banners. What will that look like? Yeah, there's a couple of banners on either either side, as you mentioned. I hadn't heard herd heaven, but that's an interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's the long term name for it. Yeah, herd um, heaven. You know, it's it, it wasn't the safest place to sit, so we wanted to ensure that uh, that we had uh, spaces that our fans could really feel safe, secure, and enjoy the game. Um, and uh, they look fantastic. I'm I don't want to give away too much but it's uh the wraps are very um uh encompassing right really fill in the space really really well and and i don't you know I, if you walked in there now i don't think you'd ever imagine there were seats under there it would look like it was it was there the whole time so consistent with our branding um but modern um quite you know modern look um i i i think it's fantastic i walked in there yesterday and and was really impressed i knew it was going up there and i still was impressed about what was going up there so and that's going to cover the entire area not just the corners right right so all the way across on both sides so our capacity now 
will be 5467 or 5476. Ryan will be mad at me that I don't have it exact, but 5400 will be our full capacity um, for basketball games and volleyball games. So, um, you know, obviously we want to make it out of goal to sell out each, every single game. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it, it looks fantastic. I'm excited for our fans to see it um, and really be proud of, of that facility. Other items uh, that will be happening at the Henderson Center. Um, yeah, now there will yeah. be, um, you know, the beverage selection has improved. It is. Expanded. Expanded, right? Um, you know, we, we had talked about this a few months ago. We uh, do finally have the approval through our concessionaire, and the state licensure is to start selling beer and wine at our basketball games in the Henderson. So we're very excited about that. It starts on Saturday at 3.30. I've already seen the table set up. You can see it on social. There's a couple posts about it already. Um, so um, bring your ID and, uh, and, and enjoy responsibly. <laughs> Herd Country, I'm sure, will be on tap, right? Herd right Country, there. of course, will be readily available to purchase. Yes, yes. All, it, it all, it's all lining up, Paul. You can see our, our strategy here, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> hey, you know, and I am... Um, Christian told me a few weeks ago, stay in my lane, when I suggested that uh, there should be an energy drink, a herd energy drink. Um, I keep bringing that up to all the other departments, see yeah. if I can, I can get one of those. You know, actually, I think I was here when you brought it up the first time. Okay. And I was like, that's that's a really good idea. I mean, we, we ended up giving away, I don't know if you saw this promotion, but we had the football game and then um, reverse tailgate into men's basketball, and we gave away bang energy drink, yeah. drinks at the basketball game. You know, kind of the stay energized and, you know, come support uh, the herd with a bang or something. I think we tried to come up with something catchy. And um, I don't know. I thought it was kind of clever. I don't know if people just were like, yeah, that's great. I love free bang. But anyway, uh, but yeah, I like it. I think I don't think it's it's I don't think it's dead yet. So give us some time. Okay. I mean, cause I was trying to come up with the branding and he was like, well, ease up, ease up. That's yeah. our job, not yours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the idea is, I, hey, listen, you know, our fans aren't shy to come to our games and cheer on our on the herd and they're not shy to share ideas. <laughs> we know that, too. <laughs> How do those fans compare to other uh, places you've been as far as sharing those ideas? Uh, again, I think I think they're remarkable. I, I think the the fan engagement and and uh, hearing what our fans you know how they feel about things. I think it's a fantastic part of what we do. And and again, I was super impressed by. I was actually at the national championship in 2020 at the soccer, and I but not related to Marshall or anything. And I was just just amazed at the green, you know. And uh, and again, I just remembered that from. You know, when Christian had mentioned that he was looking at this opportunity, and I'm like, well, that'd be fantastic. We have some really super engaged fans. And, you know, sometimes, you know, engaged fans is a great thing, and sometimes it's, you know, an okay thing. Um, but, at, you know, we launched our uh, a fan committee a few months ago, and we need to follow up with that group. And, and I think what they're feeling out there is super important that we should be able to be responsive for. I mean, you know, we're using our discretionary dollars to come and support the herd. We should, we should, uh, we should hear, hear some of the feedback and do, do the things that we can do. Joining us on the program, Deborah Bouton, the Executive Associate Athletic Director for Championship Planning and Resources, uh, as we just detailed some changes coming to the Henderson Center. Uh, I know there, um, there are always plans in place to, to try to improve everything you possibly can. Uh, long-term goals for the Henderson Center, I know it's been discussed, I'm sure, uh, ad nauseum. New facility, renovate the old facility. You know, what do you envision long term for uh, for the basketball facility or just the facility? Because it, again, it serves more than just basketball. Yeah, you know, the board of governors also approved today a project that would allow us to uh, begin um, in earnest the procurement of uh, equipment to provide uh, HVAC services to the arena and, and the Gullickson Gym. 
so over so needed um, you know someone mentioned today 42 years later uh, and trying to get some air conditioning into the arena Th there's just so many opportunities for us there um, you know outside events uh, camps and clinics which we have already but it's I don't know if you've been up there in August Paul but it's hot um, and and we've really done quite a bit of work on the practice gym Gullickson gym and working through some uh, some also some announcements there but um, making that super special and uh, we have I think you know we installed some big fans up there to push the air but ultimately you know the air conditioner obviously is is uh, something we've got to deal with and to make it just more pleasant in those spaces for our fans for our student athletes for the community um, and again give us other opportunities to bring other events in um, so uh, obviously that's something you know one to three years get that done uh, as far as that and you know we always look at other opportunities I think the city's ready for opportunities um, the the mayor's super engaged and proactive about uh, all the events that are going around here you know um, uh, the innovation district you know the thing with, with, with our new business school there's just you know if you're not looking for opportunities to expand and do something special you know I think we're gonna miss some some things so we'll we'll leave that a little teaser there for that but certainly focusing some of our efforts to make sure that our facilities are fantastic right now for the kids we have now that that's that's a little bit of the trade right you you know you look forward three to five years what's it look like but you want to make sure that it's special now because we're competing now and you know you want to make sure that the kids feel really great about their experience I just as, as anecdotal talking to Ari Agnes um, it's like, okay, what do you need? And she's like, air conditioning. Yeah. yeah, that's a big thing for kids. They come in, okay, air conditioning. It's hot in there. And, you know, as we look to elevate volleyball and, 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 and really prioritize uh, the experiences there for those student-athletes in that program, that's a, that's a big missing piece for them. I mean, they come in July, August, their games are in September, and it's warm in there. And it's, uh, again, for our fans, for our kids, for, for all the, the people that are in there, um, I just it just elevates it. It's just one more thing. It's just one more thing. Do you see any? And again, I don't want to hang too much on the basketball facility because there's so many things going on. But you know, with the concourse area, you know, the same thing with football. You know, opportunities there to to maybe really modernize that. You know, make you know, bring it into the 21st century, or at least you know, improve the fan experience and that aspect. Yeah, I mean, I I know certainly that'll be next. You know, it's one of those really. Um, uh, kind of conflicts when you're when you're in this enterprise is you know what do you improve first do you improve the fan spaces first or do you improve the student athlete experience spaces first and you know we, we've kind of been tackling everything all at once and 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 somewhat aligning you know obviously air conditioning is going to help everybody but like uh, I mentioned to you a little bit about the Pathway Project, that's where the way that our kids walk from their locker room to the arena and back again in that, in that facility, that's more for our student athletes to feel really special. So I think it's just gonna take time. It's what do you focus on first? And we are kind of focusing on, on everything. Um, so I know the concourses and the CAM will get updated. You know, another thing I'd love to see is uh, the, the translucent lights being lit green every time we have a game. So when you drive by, you know exactly when our games are right now it, it seems dark it seems like we don't know if we have one you know I want to make it obvious when you're driving through that there's a game tonight and you need to be there so um, again it's all about kind of waiting for the funding to get here and making sure you know we're smart with our resources but we have a lot of things in mind that we want to make sure we get done Deborah Bouton's with me executive associate athletic director for championship planning and resources uh, I know basketball and football not the only things that are happening for Marshall, um, 
what can you update us on as far as uh, maybe some of the things that uh, her fans should be excited for or that maybe you should look forward to seeing? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we've talked about it, but, you know, the resurgence of our adding back men's out, uh, indoor and outdoor track, obviously that'll get going here in the next uh, month or so. You know, they had their first event um, last Friday. And then there will be uh, track meets coming up at our indoor practice facility here coming up soon. So I would just encourage folks to uh, just do what they can to support, uh, especially a sport, you know, we're bringing back and that hasn't been on campus for a while um, and really and really make it worthwhile for folks that are that for student athletes that are participating and obviously our coaches as well. So, um, you know, that, I think that's special. You know, we were I was at a volleyball game where I met one of the former men's track student athletes from probably, you know, quite a, quite a few years ago. And um, uh, we, we kind of gave him a little teaser that that was happening. It was right before the Board of Governors um, um, meeting where that was approved. And, you know, he, he was very emotional about that happening and us even considering doing it. So we're going to try to bring back uh, those alumni. I believe it's, it's sometime in mid-January. I apologize. I don't have the exact date. Um, but it is, uh, I think it's going to be super special to see that, that program come back and, and really elevate both the cross-country team for the men and then the entire women's track team as well. So that, that'll be fun to watch, uh, especially if you're into track. A lot of people are into track, miss outdoor track, miss men's track. So that's a great addition. And, of course, uh, baseball, you got talked about today. Um, we can see the progress because we can look at the, uh, at the dirt being moved. So that's something that we know things are moving over there. Things are moving. There's trailers. It's been cleared. Um, it's, uh, you know, we can't park as easily over there to visit our softball field anymore. You know, there is – it's uh, – it's an aggressive timeline, but uh, I really believe that it'll it'll be met. Um, we've got whatever 15 more months to to, to get it all done. Uh, there was a construction meeting a couple days a uh, day or so ago, um, and and the vibe in there is just like I think a little bit of uh, a lot of excitement and a little bit of relief that it's really going to happen. Um, and so uh, you know our institution, uh, you know Marshall, uh, you know Brad Smith, Tony Stroud, they're just 100% behind this effort, and I just I, I really I really can't see it fail. Um, the dirt that we're digging down, it's there's a big hole there, um, and and you know sky's the limit. I, I'm just excited for both programs, excited for our baseball program, excited for softball. It's going to be uh, just an amazing um, collaboration for that entire corner. Um, and, and, you know, we'll have to make improvements along the way. We'll have to figure out, uh, you know, the, the traffic flow and, and, and all the other construction that's going on besides that, um, around that area. It, I think it's just going to blow up once the, once those, both those facilities are up and running really strong. And the, the thing here is you mentioned softball because softball is going to benefit so much from everything that's planned in addition to just the baseball park. Yeah. I mean, the adjacency of the, the. Um, complexes being right next to each other, ballpark being right next to the softball field is is just it's just amazing. And and you're right. I mean, both uh, softball will definitely benefit from the adjacency of, of the ballpark, no doubt. Um, and I'm excited to elevate both programs. Again, if you go back to the thing I said earlier, everything matters. Everything matters. So when we're there installing some lights at a new ballpark and the next and the softball field's next door, we would just be missing the boat if we didn't if we didn't tie those two projects together so um yeah it's it's uh it seems like a no-brainer but but you have to be intentional about doing it and the concession stands shared facilities and yeah. those it just goes beyond just you know this 
connecting the two. Absolutely. Uh, broadcast spaces, um, making sure we're top of the line there for both. Um, yeah, exceedingly great concessions, you know, not just selling packaged stuff. We can really, really enhance the experience for our fans and, um, you know, summertime outings. And, and again, just, just kind of think outside the box of what those spaces could be used for when they're when, when they have such a great adjacency. We have parking there. Uh, or we will have parking there, and, and just a great atmosphere, um, you know, in and around that area. My guest, Deborah Bouton, the Executive Associate Athletic Director for Championship Planning and Resources. Did I miss anything? I, I feel like I've got most of it, but I, I want to make sure I got everything. I think so. I think, I think we've, uh, we've, we've just about covered it. Oh, bowl, bowl game. We're bowl game. bowl game this week. Is there, is there a game this week? Oh, my gosh. Is there a game oh this gosh. week? Oh, I mean, my gosh. I yeah. almost forgot. Right. Is, is something happening on Monday? Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a basketball game Monday. I know that. There is. There is. We, uh, the, uh, the travel party leaves tomorrow um, to Mer- for Myrtle Beach. So I, I've been in and around doing a lot of planning for that. And uh, our football program's done a great job of tightening up all the details. And uh, it's a big endeavor. You know, every time you go to a bowl game, it's a five-day football trip of 200-plus people. So it's quite a bit of a big endeavor. But our, our staff has worked really hard to make sure that our kids have a great experience and also our fans and our staff um, So and our coaches and coaches' families. So Excited about that. The game is Monday at 2.30. There is a watch party at the Henderson. It will be open. Um, I believe the first 200 guests, free popcorn and water. Um, And then all the expanded concessions will also be available uh, for that in advance of the uh, basketball game that's at 5 o'clock. Okay, so watch party, get to the Henderson Center, enjoy some popcorn watch the game and then there's a basketball game going on that night as well there is and one more th- couple things i want to say about the basketball events this week i'm really disappointed i'm not going to be here i'm, I'm able to go to the bowl this okay week. uh but i will not be here for the basketball games but be- beyond the brand new cam the three things we mentioned we're doing something i've been wanting to do an event for for years and years and years we're doing a teddy bear toss at halftime okay so for the game on sunday the men the women's game on sunday and then the men's game on monday uh, people bring stuffed animals, teddy bears, uh, to the game. At halftime, we're all going to toss the, the bears onto the court, uh, and then they're all going to be donated to the uh, Children's Hospital here. Um, I, they, they do it at hockey after after the first goal. Um, this is a pretty pretty popular thing in hockey. I've been wanting to do it at a basketball game for a number of years, and finally someone said, hey, that's not a terrible idea. Let's do it. So bring your teddy bears. It's all for a good cause, and I'm hoping we get a lot of the teddy bears on the court, so our staff, it takes them a long time to get it off the court. Okay, teddy bear toss. I'm familiar with them. Uh, I don't know if they clued you in, but I've been pushing for a hockey team at Marshall for years. Well, I didn't mean to bring up hockey. I was no, no. That. Yeah, you walked right into <laughs> the did, trap. I did, you I did. You did. I was going to go away without that. No, now we have to talk about now we put it that's out a long-term plan, right? <laughs> How about first a teddy bear toss? Let's be successful there first. Okay. Execute with excellence, Paul. Okay. <laughs> Stay in my lane. I get it. I understand. Energy drink, hockey. Got right. It. I got I, your priority. I mean, I would, well, you know, actually the, it's flipped for me, but okay. I'll take the small victories where I can okay. get Okay. All right. My guest, and hopefully she'll come back soon, Deborah Belton, the Executive Associate Athletic Director for Championship Planning and Resources. Uh, she's got to do all the heavy lifting, uh, all the big ideas. Uh, a lot of them are hers, and she's got to also find the resources and make them happen. Come back soon. We'd love to have you back in here. Yeah, thanks a lot. That is Deborah Bouton. More coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Welcome back to the Wednesday, December 14th edition. The Drive continues here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Last night, if you weren't with us on our postgame, you heard Dan D'Antoni talk about Marshall's loss to UNC Greensboro. The herd went down 75-67. to We talked about it yesterday. Just to allude to the fact that and I'm not trying to make excuses for coach. Coach isn't really making excuses either, but that was a tired-looking team last night. Uh, they've been on the road, and they continue the road trip to, uh, to Greensboro, and it just felt off a little bit when watching them. And last night when we caught up with Dan after the loss, he talked about, one, he, it was a good team they faced off against, and two, uh, at one point he, he mentioned that you could see they were a little tired in the legs. Tough game. Those guys uh, got to give him credit. They played their tail off. They made a lot more shots than they normally do, and they didn't miss any free throws hardly. We obviously we need to work on it. Uh, Heard not being able to have Ann Logden a uh, whole ball game. He never got into a really good rhythm with foul problems. I had to save him the whole first half, and you know everything else is kind of a we didn't have that energy that we've had. You know, you can say we've been away from home seven out of the last eight days, right during final week. Andy didn't practice. There's a lot of reasons, but that turned into alibis, and I don't want to do that. I think it, you have to understand that that's the way it is, but we got to fight through it, and uh, I think they will. We'll go home, take tomorrow off, rest. Got a big game with Toledo, who's always been uh, a tough matchup at home. Got a new playing surface, and these kids will be fired up. We'll give them a little bit of rest. Hopefully, we'll have our uh, first step back. But you can tell we shot six of 26 and from threes. and That's tired. That's tired legs. Six of 26, seven of 16 from the free throw line for the game. They were 27 of 72. Assists were a little down. Rebounding almost on par. UNC Greensboro was pretty good rebounding coming into the game, and they out-rebounded the Herd 45-41. to 41. It wasn't really domination on any side of the glass. Marshall had its opportunities, 19 offensive boards, 22 on the defensive side. UNC Greensboro was better on the defensive glass, 30 boards there, and 15 on the offensive glass. So Marshall had an opportunity. Thundering Herd had some chances to win this game, but ran out of gas, disappointing I'm sure for the team coming back home, going to be playing on that brand new court. That'll be Saturday, taking on Toledo. We're going to be there. It'll be bright and bright and early for us. No nighttime basketball. We've got an afternoon game, late afternoon game. That's coming up on Saturday. Listen to the game here on ESPN 94.1 in AM 930 and on 93.7 The Dog. We'll take our final break, come back, talk a little bowl. We've got comments from several of the herd's best and brightest, including Devin Miller, Owen Porter, and Eli Neal on going to the bowl. We'll do that when we continue on tonight's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's our final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, except for certain days like Friday. We've got bowl action starting this week. It's on Friday. 
And then it goes all through the holidays. So if you're looking for bowl action on those certain days, you, you can't be you can't be home watching the games. You can listen to them if you're out in the car, you're out with your radio, wherever you need to be, and you want to take the games with you, you can do so right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're going to have the game we all care about, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. That's coming up. 11.30 a.m. is going to be our airtime on Monday. 2.30 is going to be kick. And Devin Miller talked to him yesterday, and he's excited. All the players, honestly, they're excited, and that was nice to hear. They're excited about going to the bowl game. Devin Miller talked about going down to the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Yeah, it's rewarding, you know, changing the scenery, uh, getting a trip out of it, uh, making some good memories with your friends, and, you know, playing football that one last time in a new location, uh, something, like, you won't forget, you know, changing that location and, switching it up a little bit like it uh it adds a nice memory you know finishes off the season great and uh it is rewarding if you get that win so so i think it's time to get back on that track owen porter being one of the native west virginians on the team going to the bowl talking to him he's excited food was a priority for him but he's a veteran now but he appreciates every single one of them this will be his fifth bowl he talked about this one's my fifth bowl game. Right? I'm not as old as Dale. I'm old, but I'm not that old. Uh, it does feel pretty good. I got friends who have only been to one or two bowl games in the same amount of time as me. So, I mean, we're very fortunate to make it to a bowl game every single year. And, I mean, once you make it to the bowl, it's like it's your reward. So enjoy it while you can. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is winning the game. It is a reward. That is true. Something that hopefully these kids will enjoy for the rest of their life, but at the same time, uh, they keep score, so you got to go out there and win it. Eli Neal also shared his feelings about heading down to the Myrtle Beach Bowl. No, nah, I'm not naive enough to say that, you know, it's just a game, it's just this. Like, we made a bowl game uh, that's not easy to do. We was able, we had to win seven games this year instead of six. Like, so just to to be able to appreciate the fact that we have done that and accomplished a chance to go there is one part, but the other part of it is that we're going down there to win a game, and we do understand that um, we're treating this as a second season. This game is a season in itself, and we're trying to go out with a bang. That's what we're going there for. Going out with a bang. That is Eli Neal heading down to the Myrtle Beach Bowl. As you were with us earlier, if you weren't, we were speaking with Deborah Bouton. She's the executive associate athletic director for championship planning and resources. Uh, she won the title battle. She got the biggest and baddest title of all the titles that Christian Spears has handed out. And uh, she earns every single moment of that title, uh, making sure that the herd has uh, all the resources it needs to go out and compete. Christian Spears putting it out there himself. Going to be the first Sun Belt team in the expanded playoffs. So Deborah's going to be fighting hard to make sure that that is a reality. And heading down to the bowl to experience the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Uh, it'll be me. I'll be here with you on game day for basketball. And they've talked me into it. I'm going to go to the Henderson Center on court side. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to be competing against Charlie Hagley. It's going to be me doing color. And it's going to be Jason Toy doing play-by-play for the student radio station. The students are gone. So they called the old-timers up out of the bullpen. So we're going to be doing the game 
Jason's going to be doing all the heavy lifting. He's going to do play-by-play. I'm going to be there to assist him and uh, help him out. Looking forward to it. That's coming up on the 19th. So uh, tune us in. It's the student radio station. It's okay. You can tune us in for a little bit. 88.1 WMUL. We appreciate uh, all the things that uh, Dr. Charles G. Bailey and the students at Marshall University have done for me personally and for us here at Kindred Communication. So uh, always glad to uh, share the spotlight with the student radio station, and I'm looking forward to it. Get to be back on the uh, Cutting Edge Sports Network, whatever, what do they call that? Cutting Edge Sports. I'll get the, I'm sure I'll get the corrected liner sheet from uh, the professor real soon. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks to my guest today, Deborah Bouton, the Executive Associate Athletic Director for Championship Planning and Resources. Got to keep all those titles in order. Or Deborah, thanks again to her showing up and uh, being on the show. Uh, we'll have her back real soon. I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't forget, podcast available soon wherever you get your podcast. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.